and welcome to episode 375 of the Awesome Comics Podcast, the place where the small press makes one hell of a big noise. I'm Vince Hunt, and joining me as always is the creator of the webcomic Vanguard, Dan Butcher. Hello. And if he was a cake, he'd definitely be a Jaffa. It's Tony Esmond. <laughs> Hold on, it's Vin Diesel. Oh, you're right. <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> Who's this? Oh, it's Vin Diesel. Uh, all Diesel. right. Look, How's it going? Look, hello everyone. Welcome to the show. It's th- <laughs> we've made it to 375 episodes. Hey, wow. it's be a double size issue if it was a Bronze Age Marvel comic. Yeah, but we ain't. So it's going to be the standard sort of format. Because <laughs> <laughs> we weren't imaginative enough no, to come up with no. the usual the usual nonsense from the usual fools. But um, yes, welcome to the show. This week we have a wonderful guest, as always. Catching up, it's been a few years. Um, but you're about yeah. to, you're about to hear an interview with the one and only John Freeman. Yes, surely good old catch up. Plenty to talk about with John. Yeah. And, do you know what else gives you plenty to talk about? A comic house. <laughs> well, it was either that or a visit to the doctor. But, our, know, but yeah. Comic House are our lovely sponsor. They're an indie comic marketplace with a difference because they love indie comics as much as we what do. Is it that colour? <laughs> Tony, could you turn the camera off because it's really distract- distracting. Me. <laughs> And uh, yeah, yeah, you really need to. You've got to put more cream on it. Um, if you go to comichouse.com, you see there's a huge selection of titles on their their database. If you yourself self-publish and make your own comics, you can list your book on there. It's another avenue to get your work out to the, the world. And if you have digital versions of your work, then sign up to Comic House and start putting them on the Comic House app. Yes, it's brilliant. There's basically it's like Netflix for comics. Three pounds a month. You get access to an enormous library of digital indie comics that's being added to all the time. There's loads of stuff from past show guests and no doubt future future guests and etc. And uh, what's on there at the moment, Dan? A new title been added. Uh, looks awesome. It's called Caspian Porter, uh, Volume One, Issue Two: The Savage Outcasts of Rooster Valley. The story synopsis goes as thus: The year is 2086. <laughs> Caspian Porter works for the SMCI Corporation, delivering supplies to colonies throughout the solar system. On a night celebrating his first delivery, Caspian makes two fatal mistakes: one, he drunkenly gambles away his supplies for his next delivery; two, he sleeps with his boss's wife. Big mistake. And then, nah, it depends what she looks like, really, isn't uh, it? No, it's, uh, it's, you know, it's, it's still a mistake, Tony. Is it? <laughs> yes. So it's a, in this what exciting chapter. Love? Caspian and Kirby discover more about their strange circumstances and find themselves in a new world where, isolated by time where they must perform an act to win the people's trust in this new tower introducing new characters, dinosaurs and more. And the car- cover is Caspian Porter himself riding, looks like a velociraptor covered in armour. So what's not to like about that? Uh, Written uh, by Drew D. Lenhart, artist by Juan Fletes and colourist Jonathan Wetmore. Letters Drew D. Lenhart. So go check that out on Comic House. Yes. What does SMCI stand for? Uh, I think you'd have to open up the app and find out. There you go. <laughs> so so you, you should open up the Space app. Smooth. You should Space open smooth. up the app. Go to comichouse.com. Find out open more about your app. the 14-day huh. free trial and uh, dive headfirst into the world of comics. And it doesn't matter if they're in love, Tony. Yeah, it does. No, well, of course yeah. it matters. Love yeah. matters, Vince. Lo- love, oh, don't hate love. Don't love be hate love. Matter. Don't give and us also, that Also, honest, honesty and loyalty. You piss. This is... You this pick. Is right. You've heard it here. Vince hates love. This I, is pretty good. I love love. You, Tony. you know I love love. <laughs> Every episode, Vince asks you if you love the, the listeners. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> Funny this, isn't it? I hate love. I hate it. 
<laughs> and I love love. He's trying to throw me under the bus. And we do love uh, Comic House and our we, listeners. So. Yes, yes. Listen we, to Dan Binslick. We, we do. <laughs> we do love you all indeed. And we love you so much that we're not. We're going to do all We're going to make love to you. <laughs> like you admit. No, before I start uh, singing Boys to Men. Uh, Absolute banger of a band. Uh, <laughs> dodgy um, name, dodgy name though. Yeah. <laughs> well, it could have been worse. Yeah. Boys, boys on top of men. Boy, yeah. boy, boys in men. Anyway, right. Um... <laughs> you won that one, Vince. Thank you. He did. Yeah, Thank yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't do... see your hard drive though. <laughs> <laughs> you wish you could see my hard drive. Anyway, right. We're going to continue all this nonsense on the on the other side of this wonderful interview with the one and only John Freeman. So, see you in a bit, folks. <laughs> Right then, as promised, this week we're joined by the super busy writer, editor, and the man behind Down the Tubes. It's been a while I th- uh, since he's been on the show. I think the last time we um, saw him face to face was, I think, at the the was it the fortieth two thousand. Well, maybe I think I saw been. him at the. I've seen him at the lake since yeah. we had a beer at the yeah. lakes, didn't we? Uh, yeah, okay. yeah, but it is always nice to welcome John Freeman to the show. Hello. Yes. Thank you, Hello, John. Hello, how are you all doing? Yes, I think last time we, we actually talked on this show, I, I still had hair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we were much younger men back then, John. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but you, I mean, you've certainly been, I mean, you you never stop anyway. Um, yeah. It's, it's super busy and like there's so much, so many projects that we've got to talk about yeah. in this hour or so that we're going to be talking now. But yeah. let's let's just start off with like Down the Tubes. Down the Tubes, um, you know, we've been holding hands with Down the Tubes and loving it since we yeah. started how's the down the tubes uh world going at the moment uh okay actually i mean during obviously when nobody was able to go out i mean the number of people who were who were passing by down the tubes and discovered it i think for the first time leapt significantly but uh but uh they've also stayed with it um since oh, nice. you oh, wow, know, nice. out, which is great so um you know we're a niche site. It covers British comics. We've got interviews with British creators and you know reviews from people like Luke Williams and various other people, and quite a lot of legacy content. So you'll you'll find that stuff that you know that I wrote about four or five years ago suddenly gets discovered by somebody on a, on, a, on a bulletin board or on Facebook or Twitter, and suddenly there's a huge flurry of interest in 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 that sort of in that particular. Yeah, I think I think what else you got on there? What else you got on there, John? You got stuff like. Um... I was I was having a look, a scroll through it again yesterday, and it's stuff like these are all the comics exhibitions that are going on. These are the upcoming festivals. Yeah, it's a resource that, like yeah. that, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's the stuff that you know. I try and keep that pretty much up to date because it changes. You know, things get cancelled and and other things come along. Um, we've got uh, there's a there's a guy there's a comic shop map as well, British comic shop map. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, which do try and keep up to date. Obviously, the, the people do tell you when their shop's opening. They don't necessarily tell you when it's closed. Sadly. Yeah. Uh, but you know it's it's looking pretty healthy i mean you've got people like when you've got people like dean ormston opening their own home shop yeah we've had a new one haven't we that one yeah yeah Yeah. and he's he's going to be at the lakes uh with fiona there yes so i'll be asking i'm 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 interviewing that so i'll be asking about how that's going but it's all tied to all sorts of other stuff as well isn't it i think they've got a brewery next door as well which is sort of like oh right people through we're getting Black Hammer beer and all that sort of thing, are we? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That'd be good. That's yeah. the coolness, isn't it? Having a beer associated with your book at the moment, isn't Absolutely. it? There's a few people have done it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, we well, we did it a few years ago. We had uh, we had a uh, knockabout sort of sponsored a 
Ah, oh, right. A beer as well, and I think well, several people have done it now. So yeah, they always did well. They always do well at yeah. They always do well at conventions as well. I remember when we were at Thought Bubble, there was that, yeah, that was brewer that, that, that brewer that was just a couple of tables that it was across from us, wasn't it? Was yeah, two thousand eight. That's right. And the, the it was, la- wasn't it? Yeah, they only lasted like a like a morning on, on all the days because everyone just bought everything. Yeah, yeah. I didn't get a look in at all in that one. <laughs> and it was opposite us, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I think it's one of those things that I will go and have a look at that later, and then yeah. yeah. Perhaps we need to um, launch our own brand of like slow gin or something. Yeah, awesome Campari, yeah. pod beer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or port. The awesome comics at Campari. That'd be nice. <laughs> You're a fan of the Campari, aren't you, John? That's a tipple of yours. No, no. I, I, I went off things like Perno and Martini at a very young age. You know, having a like, <laughs> you young know. age. Yeah, when I was, when I, yeah, in his teens, I, early teens. Yeah. yeah, when I was, yeah, yeah, student days. That's actually young, you know. And having grown up in Cornwall, I went off cider very early on. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I moved on to the sipping brandies when I was twelve. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're the uh, you're the son of a preacher man, aren't you? As I am. Numbers, John. I am a son yeah, yeah. Of My dad was uh, was a, a vicar. We he, the first parish he was in oh, was the Isle of Dogs. And, wow. Uh, okay, that must have been lively. Yeah. Uh, well, it was. I think it was a bit of a yeah. At that time, back in the nineteen mid fifties. Yeah. And then we then I moved to the Fens, and his it was uh, Guyholm, which coincidentally was literally the parish right next to the, to Reverend Audrey. You know, Tank Engine Thomas fame. So at one point, oh, right. I got taken to meet the Reverend Audrey and see his train layout, which was, you know, at the age of, <laughs> age of three, you know, one of my, my first memories is that, of that. And then we moved down to, then moved to Cornwall. So most partly uh, to a place called Julo, which is outside Liscard, and then uh, and in between Liscard and Lou, and then down to St. Ives, where in the early 1970s, my dad um, defended the hippies who were, uh, and it sort of like became a oh, wow. celebrity in the national papers and things like that and he was on you know he was on telly and that sort of thing barbara hepworth was there at the time you know it was very cool yeah and all the while you're drinking chinzano bianca and all that yeah. sort of thing yeah i get you perno sherry the no. choice of comic creators, yes. <laughs> so, so, what else can we see on down the tubes, John? What else you got going on in there? You got the Charlie's War section. You got a few different yeah. bits on there. Uh, that was a sort of inherited site from Neil Emery, who sadly passed away, and his his partner uh, and he, well, he I think he sort of like told his partner to make sure I you know sort of like took it over and right. uh, and Pat Mills, you know when we when we took it over, Pat Mills was very supportive. We put a couple of few extra bits in there. Is that not a lot? Has been added to the Charlie's War site, other than you know when the new when Rebellion did their new books, but yeah. it's there. It's a it's a site of it, and obviously there's a guide to Star, Star Blazer as well. Yeah. Um, so there's quite a few features in the background, some of which I sort of forget I've even done them. Like I was coming, we were doing uh, Luke Williams did a review of Chronicles of Grand Genghis Grimtoad, if you remember that from Marvel UK days back in the nineties. Okay. That went up this, this morning, and uh, I've forgotten. I'd done a little article on the on th- celebrating th- the thirtieth anniversary of Strip. You know, right? Of course, then, yeah, uh, yeah, of course. One of, thing, one of the things I love yeah. about Down the Tubes, though, is, is articles. Like you said, you were saying yeah, earlier, it's, it's not. Yeah. Um, like sometimes one of the things that puts me off a lot of comic sites, you know, the clickbait art, you know, the, trying to find the comic stuff, the, review, yeah. the reviews that aren't really reviews. Let's be honest, or this, that, and the other. But Down the Tubes is always like very well thought out and very respectful of the medium 
Yeah. Well, that's kind of you say. I mean, one, one thing I do try and do, if I get a press release or I hear about something, I don't try and just sort of like run it verbatim. I do try and sort of like do a little bit of research and, and add bits to it. Yeah. You know, I'll, I'll get the press release, then I'll go and check out the creator's Twitter and or Facebook or Instagram and things like that. And you'll find they've also, you know, made, given a quote, which actually sometimes is more interesting than the press release stuff that they put out. Yeah. So yeah. Hey, I just, mean, we talk a bit about that on here. Some of the press release and some of the blurbs you get bear no resemblance to what the book's actually about. And sometimes it's a lot better than that sort of, you know, rather vanilla banal sort of summary you get. You know, it's worth looking into these things, I think, sometimes. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. yeah and it's worth sort of like dig deep in because, you you, you know, when you see, a, you know, especially if you with, with crowdfunding, you know, and, you know, speaking from an experience of backing a number of crowdfunding projects, mm. I like to sort of like get as much information and sort of like check out some visuals and see hopefully where it's going um before i'll commit to to backing it especially now and yeah. you know like everybody oh, yeah. we're all, all all watching the pennies yeah. but you know, there's some great projects out there and I, sometimes I, I think the the people who do them we're not creators creators create and they're not they're always the best sales people yeah it's, own, it's almost something that they've had to start learning, isn't it? Yeah, really? absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's always, I mean, I've always done that. I mean, back when I was doing Doctor Who magazine at Marvel UK, I mean, this is pre-internet, so the only way to promote Doctor Who magazine was go to absolutely every convention I possibly could. And so yeah. people sort of like, oh, well, I actually, might actually have a look at it now and pick the sales back up, which sort of helped, you know, especially at a time when the when the show was, you know, was no show, really. Nobody knew what was happening to it. Yeah. But it's all about, you, you've got to do that as an editor and writer, you've got to be a little bit of a salesperson, but I think yeah. generally we're a bit, well, you know, it's, I think it's quite good, but you've got that sort of like, you're a bit worried about whether it's actually any good, even when you've been doing it for absolutely yeah. ages, like Vince and yourself, Tony and, you know, Dan, yeah. you know, yeah. you, you still got that sort of like, oh, is it actually any good? I might, yeah, you know, a bit of imposter syndrome maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Syndrome. Yeah. yeah I, I mean, I've always had that, you know, so, yeah. Yeah, yeah, me so too, that, man. That might surprise you, but I mean, I always feel like, is that any good? You know, I think the thing is, when you're creating a comic, you're either writing it alone in a room or you're drawing it alone in a room. And that's one sort of, you know, dynamic to your life. And then you're expected to sort of bombastically recommend it and talk about it and stuff. And it's absolutely two different sides of a coin, isn't it, really? Yeah, it's an art form in itself. I mean, people like Chris Thompson, who are now doing a lot of promotion for people like Wild River and all the, you know, the independent titles and he's doing a, you know he he's he's you know he's he's really good at that kind of stuff i mean you know i, I mean obviously i work on, on the pr side for the lakes festival and yeah i've done pr for like the pilgrim kickstarter i've just done stuff with b7 media and i promoted all things for years you know you, it's a but i think people also don't know sometimes how to write a press release either which is that's yeah. another no, resource yeah. on down the tubes and how to write a press release yeah yeah, no, I, I make you right on that, man. I've, from my experience at Nobro, I, I can tell you that's exactly the case. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, should we move? You just mentioned the lakes. So, should yeah. we talk a little yeah. bit about your role at the. What is your role at the lakes, John? Because you've been involved uh, well, for quite a few years now, haven't you? I, I've been there since day one. I mean, right. uh, when Brian, I was there when Brian and Brian Talbot and, and uh, Judy Tate sort of like announced what they were planning to do back in uh, 2013. Cool. Uh, but I wasn't immediately involved in the press side, but the guy who was doing it sort of like fell by the wayside very quickly. So I sort of like fell into promoting it uh, to the comics press. There's a, a dedicated PR company called Creative Concern who also did the 10 Years to Save the World comics project with the Philippine right. Convention. They've, they're generally involved in sort of like getting the word out to the national press and trying to get, you know, encourage the BBC and the likes of ITV to sort of like turn up with their cameras and do a bit of coverage. Yeah. Um, and that kind of major 
PR work, and they do, and they handle the, the website now. Um, but I do the specialist press, and I sort of like now run help coordinate what goes out on the on some of the social media. I mean, I do the. I'm pretty much the person who does the most of the stuff on uh, the Facebook page for like. Uh, which also got, obviously goes automatically out to Instagram as well. So, and that's a that's that's quite a art form in itself. I mean, I mean if you've had experience as Facebook, you know, trying to get build an audience there is pretty well nigh impossible. And trying to encourage yeah. that audience to necessarily move and actually go and look beyond Facebook is also a challenge. But yeah, that okay. said, we know it happens. I mean, I know from my own statistics on down the tube, so I can bring that experience to the table. That majority of hits from social media come from facebook rather than other than other that's sites. interesting yeah that whole analytic thing's changed the game in it knowing where people are coming to your site from is is a really interesting thing that's got to be worked in now isn't it absolutely yeah and it's the same with well it's the same with kickstarter you know you're looking at you know yeah. at the, the stats for that and for the pilgrim it's very interesting that a lot of the people who are backing it i mean this you know it's only only launched yesterday but the people who have backed it from the of, of a lot of them have come from within kickstarter they're discovering okay. they're looking around on Kickstarter for comics. This yeah. was kind of interesting. It's sort of like people going into Smiths and looking around Smiths for comics. You know, good luck. That's with that. what we call it, man. Yeah. It's like a shop shelf these days. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. Yeah. It? Yeah. yeah. I find yeah. that there's even those moments where, you know, I get sent a link about a creator that I like that's just launched another Kickstarter. I go on that page and they'll just be a little, oh, you might like this. And then all yeah. of a sudden I've discovered something else. That I then yeah. end up pledging yeah. to, and then I, I picked up on that straight away because Steve Tanner from Time Bomb Comics, and I think uh, trying to think who else, um, the guys who are doing the Thunderchild, uh, Mad Robot, they oh, yeah. they, they promoted a co- quite a few different uh, comics as part of their updates. You know, sort of like people who've had, you know, if you pick that's up that's more and more common. Like yeah, Mike, yeah. Mike Collins, for example, has has backed the project, which is you know we've known you know thank you Mike you know I've known you for years, but yeah. you know by fair play you know I sort of promote his quite north North thing which you can pick up with Smiths it's sort of like tit for tat and, it, yeah. and we, all, we all float up you know what yeah. I mean it's sort of like uh, <laughs> yeah. Bocelli said that once you know we should we're all working together and Rachel Smith said the same thing we all sort of like if we work together we can promote the medium and um, yeah. one of going back to the Lakes Festival by roundabout the the, the 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 sort of catchphrase for the for for the Lakes Festival now which is now not just the festival in the weekend but an on you know workshops and stuff in schools and uh, development projects with uh, you know with minority groups and all sorts of stuff it's you cool. got the comics laureate as well haven't you as part of yeah that, comics yeah. can change the world that's the, that's the the ongoing message that we're trying to get across. And we, I think and that may sound a bit bombastic, but I don't see why they can. I mean, you just look at the way that the comics form has risen, despite not being, despite they're not being like million selling comics in newsagents mm. like they used yeah. to. Mm. It's a form that works really well visually for people. They don't necessarily have to read the words as long as the story is told okay. well. Um, so on that basis, you know, you can you can deliver educational messages and you can deliver um, import messages visually, especially in countries where you, know, you can sort of like port, you know, India, Africa and things like that. Whereas they're, they're not necessarily where you're reaching out to, with a visual message, which can cut across, which is why we've got guys from Egypt coming to the Lakes Festival this year to talk about how what they've been doing in the community there. Um, we're looking we're working with um, the uh, the, the comics convention in in Beirut about and doing wow. for a future partnership and we do a lot still do a lot of partnerships with, with across in Barcelona uh, with schools there um, looking uh, in France 
was still working internationally and and also in the far in the far east as well there's this huge amount yeah. of interest in comics just generally i mean I've, I've often said that to friends of mine you know whose kids have been having trouble reading i think you know comics as a literacy tool is a really interesting idea and very useful you know, if you, you're using a picture to work out what the words are sometimes you know i think it's really interesting i, I, I read some article years ago about how during the second world war in the vietnam world the vietnam war there was sort of guys who were very poor american soldiers who, who hadn't been taught to read and that in order to sh show them how to do stuff like clean their gun or stuff like that they made comics for them yeah well well, well, well like really, that's eisner did some that's right yeah, yeah. Well, well eisner did loads of yeah. stuff like that it's just yeah getting the message out officially i mean you've, uh and the 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 very, when I'm back when I I think I mentioned this last time around, but I mean I was back in 2008 when we were we doing the rock comics the mobile comics thing, which also yeah. had audio, audio soundtracks. So you had a, on your iPad. You know, this is the yeah. very early days of getting getting comics out digitally. Um, even though I mean I was talking to David Lloyd about putting comics out digitally back in 2002 2003, just to give you an idea of how you know I saw yeah. the future, but you just couldn't deliver it. Yeah, uh, we we got these comics out on iPad and iPhone, and we we were put in a, an audio soundtrack to the to the comics, so you you could listen to the comic while you're reading it. But the guy who ran Rock had this idea that you could sort of like do the you could do the soundtrack in Spanish, but have the words in English. So so people who whose first language was Spanish, they could be read listening to the soundtrack and, and marrying up the words, you know, and learning right. English. Clever, yeah, yeah. Uh, they, they, the project's still out there, but I don't think they've done anything with it very recently. And I think it's a great way to sort of, you know, you, you know. It's, and I work with a company in, in Italy called CGL, where we were doing um, comics that were used, and they had they gave, put them out on a CD with the magazine, which had the comics in Italian. But the the comics themselves were in English in the magazine, and they they listened to the soundtrack in, in Italian to sort of like work out what was going on, so because it helped them understand English better and. and most importantly, what the what the editor, the publisher wanted was colloquial English. So it was like we were told to sort of like have English phrases and sort of like things that people would, you know, likes and stuff like that, which people, so challenge would pick up on the nuances of, of English as spoken here. Christ, I wish I'd had that in French at school rather than just staring down the top of the <laughs> yeah. French mistress, oh, you know. You, did you not have asterisks and Tintin in the library? Not in yeah. French, John. Yeah, oh, yeah, sadly. Asterix. We had Asterix and Tintin in, li in the library in French. Uh, right? okay, My first right. introduction to Asterix was actually in the, the French versions, which are totally different to the English ones because you know, like you said, there was a little there was a little crib sheet in each book telling you, you know, all these people in the background are famous French politicians. <laughs> <Stuff> <laughs> okay. never, never have known if you just read Asterix the Gaul and the, the yeah. hair of the dog page. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> now, the lakes... Scrambled a bit. Again. That's fine, man. No, that's fine. That's what we like. The uh, the lakes is the fourteenth to the sixteenth of October, the main bit of it, isn't it? Yeah, well, you, we've got you've the, moved uh, you've moved venues as well, haven't you? We have. We've moved to the Bonas on Windermere. Um, it was a big a big step, but uh, it, the opportunities were there. But uh, essentially, it's because um, the their organisations in the in, in in the lakes are seeing that you know the potential competition from things like the Eden Project in in in, in Lancashire, because as you you may know, they're looking at doing an Eden Project in Morecambe. And that's oh, okay. been on the right. cards for absolutely years, and the uh, there's there's a there's a feeling amongst some of the organisations in the lakes that this might be a big competition for them. So they were they're interested interested in investing in long term events that will draw people to the lakes first, uh, okay. and then going elsewhere. So they'll come to the lakes and then go to Morecambe, 
or go to Liverpool or something like that. So it's, it's like make it a destination event. So they're supporting us. So we, the, we've okay. got great support from the Lake District National so Park. When are you getting involved in the Eden Project Comic Con? Is that coming soon? Or? Well, there is a, there's a there was a there is a Morgan <laughs> Comic Con every year. Um, right. Okay. But they, it was at the weekend. But uh, they've never. Right. Really, I've, I've reached out and never heard back from them, sadly. So, uh, but you know, it's yeah, a shame. But that's yeah. uh, there's that's the way it goes. <laughs> now. Uh, as well as um, um, we're going to talk about some of the guests because you've got a banging lineup of guests at this year, John. Yeah, um, it's great, isn't it? I'm really fucking yeah. spot on, man. Yeah, <laughs> but um, I wanted to just mention Steve Holland. So Steve Holland's in the middle of his comics laureate's two years long. Is that right? Yeah, in general, yeah. generally. Has it been longer because he's been COVID? It's been COVID times for him. No, right? no, it's always it's no. usually two years. Sorry, and he's been and on the the comic on the uh, comic art festival website. I think he's written something like a hundred or so reviews of books for kids and things like that. Oh, that's good. Like, yeah. there's, there's a huge amount of re- if you go to the little Lycaf part of the website, there's a huge amount of resources for kids that uh, Sim Leach and Hester Harrington and uh, and Stephen L. Holland in particular have created sp- specifically for for teachers and for kids to to use as a resource there. Oh, nice. So for people that know, Steve is is the owner-manager of um, Page 45 in Nottingham. Yeah. Um, and was but, an he's also... and, and, but started as an artist. You know, he okay. was, a, was a comic artist or an, or an illustrator to, in, in an earlier form. But, I mean, he's always been an advocate for independent comics yeah. uh, and a very forthright, very strong, you know, opinionated, but he's... Yeah. Well, speaking of, yeah, great. Speaking of opinions, John, I have been you and I have been chuckling at some of the uh, comics reviews that I found in Escape Magazine, written by you <laughs> from the mid eighties. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> John, you yeah, were, you, I didn't, didn't do that many. I mean, Escape only lasted like nineteen issues or so. Or did yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, but John, you appeared to have been me back then. Uh, yeah. <laughs> We were talking about this, uh, Lou Stringer, and um, a few other of us were talking about how um, Kevin Sutherland as well. We were talking about how uh, comic reviews were really quite snarky back in the eighties and nineties. They really were, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, but I don't. I think right if you writing a review now, I think you, you're a bit more. I would say people are a little bit more tempered because it's sort of like longer lasting, and right. You know, digging out your copy of Escape and finding a review where I'm sort of saying, well, this isn't particularly very good. And it's sort of, it, it's, you know, that's... <laughs> the thing is, the reviews back then were, I mean, across stuff like Fancy Advertiser and Speakeasy and all these sort of magazines, um, fanzines, you, you'd you find, like, Alan Moore wrote that one. And yeah. this one's written by Neil Gaiman and all this sort of thing, weren't they? Yeah. Uh, uh, well, f- oh, well, you probably know, but Frank Plowright does a brilliant website. Yeah. Which is, which is packed full of reviews and really good, well-written reviews. About yeah, Frank's great, man. I remember seeing yeah. him at UCAC. He was one of the main guys for UCAC, wasn't he, for years? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was a yeah. You know, that was you know back when there was only one com- comic convention in the country. Yeah, that was the dream come true going to London to go to that for me. Yeah, oh, I love yeah. that. But yeah. um, yeah, so Steve Holland's going to be there. I think he's is he doing a talk about what he's been doing. Yes, yeah, just generally, but we've also got, you know, obviously, in addition to that, we've got, uh, I'd say, Jamie Hernandez, who's co-creator of Love and Rockets. Yeah, uh, I was going to run through some of the guest names, actually. Yeah, well, you, you feel free. Yeah. So, <laughs> first up, first up is Dave Gibbons. Um, yeah. Now, we had a little chat before we started press record, but he's got Confabulation, which I think was going to be out around about now, but it's been put back to December. So, yeah. Dave's going to, which is, for people that know, is his much-weighted um, autobiography. Um, yeah. 
which we're looking very much looking forward to hearing from. But I suspect he's going to be talking about it a bit, is he? I yeah, he will. Yeah, with Tim Pilcher, who's his sort of like co-conspirator on that one, as he was on his other previous, previous book. Previous book, yeah. 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 Uh, but I'm, I'm sure there's people, have plenty of things to, to present with Dave Gibbons for signing at the, at the festival. We're going to need us oh. anyway. But Dave's always a great guest. He's always sort of like... He's such an interesting dude to listen to, isn't he? Yeah. He really is. Yeah, I, I might bring back my Watchmen that he signed at UCAC in the eighties for me <laughs> when he was coming out and get him to re-sign it. That might be fun. Are, are you sure he signed it? Because actually, me and my friend Matt Badham, who went Matt Bingham, sorry, who, uh, <laughs> who went on, who went on to be chief designer at uh, FHM, we actually sat at the table once and we actually forged Alan Moore's signature for uh, for a few people. We didn't actually <laughs> say we weren't Alan Moore. Uh, no, nah, I was quite fanboy. I don't know, but yeah, uh, yeah, yeah I do admire right. you for doing that, John. I think you've done a bit of that in your team. I've done that once. Yeah, that's quite amusing. Yeah, um, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. So we've got Dave Gibbons. We've got Alison uh, Alison Bedshill. Yeah. So yeah. How did that come about? Where's she? Is she Canadian? I can never remember. She. Uh, well, she's hugely popular for all the stuff she's done. You know. So yeah. I, uh, you, you've caught me on hop because I don't have the, the tab open to remind me of who people that's are. Right, yeah, um, I think she's um so she's just had an Eisner nomination for yeah. How I Got Superpowers or whatever that book is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, tons of stuff. Beautiful art. Fun home. Yeah. Uh, American cartoonist, you know, she's sort of okay. home and things likes to watch out for. Are you my mother? The secret human strength, all that sort of stuff. Um she won five Tony Awards, so uh which was uh, which was that was the stage musical adapt- adaptation of Fun Home. Oh, I didn't know that. Uh, okay. That's so, Dan's yeah. dream to win a Tony Award one day. <laughs> yeah so so quite a queue but we've also got the usual mix of uh, creators who you may not have heard of. obviously we've got people like brian hitch as well Bill yeah that's going to be good work on simpsons and futurama brian talbot charlie adline who's always he's been a massive supporter of the lakes festival since day one yeah that's yeah. great um, and you've got greg rucker as well yeah dean ormston uh is greg rucker in person or is he yeah, he's is in person this year yeah, yeah. He, he he had to hold off because of covid and various other things in the past but he's definitely coming this year uh, michael lark isn't currently on the guest list because he there's still, still a little problem he was up on the guest list but he may not be coming this year uh, well, okay. fingers crossed we will get him it was all dependent on travel arrangements and i will know that he will, if he's if he's coming he'll be back on the list, list on monday oh cool okay um, that'd be great good and obviously we've yep. got people like uh matthew dooley who's won the guardian the uh the observer prize um, yeah with flake flakes and that book. Yeah, yeah yeah that wonderful ice cream wars thing there mick mcmahon oh that's gonna be good He's yeah. got. Um, they've just announced a um, Apex edition of they of his of his. Um, yeah, uh, David Roach says they're doing the second one, and it's possibly out. Could be out in December, I think. I think I caught that this morning. So yeah, uh, me too. Yeah, yeah, for that, I'm guessing that's late, early slain stuff. I'm guessing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, so he's got like put out one of his appeals. So if people got anything lurking in their attic, you know, can you help me out? So. Yeah, that's going to be great. Um, Tom Richmond from Mad Magazine is going to be there as well. Yeah, um, he and he and his co-partner on things like Mad have been have done a, a, a magazine called a book magazine called Claptrap, which is a continuation of Mad, which I backed. Oh, I mean, if okay. I'm on Indiegogo ages ago, and it's been in development for ages. And I get the occasional update, but I don't I don't know if they'll be bringing copies over. But he, he has said he will be bringing stuff over to sell yeah. at the event. So. Uh, that's great. I bought um I bought that James Bond. You know the, all the James Bonds in a picture. Yeah. That print I bought of him about six months ago, and it's lovely. I love his stuff, man. I mean, he's the new Mort Drucker in a way, isn't he? Absolutely. Me. Yeah. I mean, obviously, yeah. I mean, they're still mad, still out there, and still still going. But he that, that, that if you check out uh, 
capture up on Indiegogo, then maybe it's worth checking out for for updates on where where they're at with that one. Yeah, he's got a great Substack, and I know we're going to get to yours in a minute, but he's got a great Substack that's worth subscribing yeah. to as well. It's a free one as well. Yeah. Um, so you've mentioned Jaime Hernandez. That's got to be a great get for the Lakes, isn't it? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. And, and fair, play, you know, fair play to him. I sort of like we, I do the, I do about ten or ten or fifteen or so uh, creator interviews. Or try, I didn't do any last year, but, so I, but I did. The, I'm doing them again this year, sort of like so yeah. right through September. I have like little, little quick ten question, quick fire interviews with people. And uh, uh, Carol Tate, one of the Orchestra Festival, gave me a list of saying these are the people who we, who you haven't talked to before. So uh, Jane was obviously the first one. I thought, well, I'll give it a come and he's uh, come back straight away. So um, I've got Mike, and I've definitely got I've got one with Mike Perkins, one with Brian Hitch, and one with Jacob Phillips so far. Um, oh, Marie, cool. um, Marina Mayeris is the uh, has also sent hers back as well. Oh, brilliant! Well, quickly on um, the Hernandez Bros is. Um... There's a movie about to come out about them, isn't there? There's a big documentary being launched about them. Um, are, you, are you getting to show that at all? Do you know, or it's not on the not, not so far list. Yeah. No, uh, you've caught me on that. I d- didn't know about that at all. Well, I only read about it today, actually. Funny enough. Oh, well, yeah. well. Oh, yeah. see, you're absolutely up to. <laughs> 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 I thought I read it on your on side because I, I tend to get most of my news from down the tube. So there you go, John. Yeah, well, but, but but the not, um, yeah, but yeah. not American stuff. I don't tend to cover much American. That's true. That's true. I mean, there, there right. are. I, I mean, have a look now because I know that um, the Lakes were part organisers of the festival in Huntington Beach that I went to, and yeah. he was a guest there. So I'm guessing that they sort of they hooked up a bit. You know, they met a bit there in order to invite him over. Yeah, we've always had a well. We've always we've had a long term partnership with the National Cartoonist Society in the states, yeah. uh, which is uh, the president of that is Steve McGarry, who is 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 oh, actually right. He's at this isn't he? Yeah, yeah. yeah he's, he's actually from Manchester. As no, I saw McGarry. his band play that night. Yeah, yeah. That Luke, Luke, Luke That's his son, Luke McGarry and Joe McGarry. Oh right. Yeah, okay. Luke, Luke's uh, does the uh, the sad Chewy Star Wars characters yeah. and things like that. He's brilliant. He's done loads of stuff. He's even done a, like a. He's done a Godzilla-style special logo for the Lanc- the Lake uh, the Lakes District National Park Authority, especially which will be oh, used wow. in all, the, all our um, promotions during the festival. Cool. Um, other the other one as well is um, I mean I know Sean Phillips is he's almost a, a local, isn't he? he yeah, is well, he's classy. actually been a patron of the festival. Yeah, as is Charlie. So yeah, yeah, and he's done that brilliant poster, man. That Silver Surfer. It's actually across the lake. Oh, yeah. It's one of my favourite bits of art from him, I think. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah, have you guys seen that one? No. no I don't think I've seen that one. It's like a movie poster, but it's the Silver Surfer going across what I, you kind of guess is Lake Windermere, just skimming the surface. Oh, well, and it's yeah. done in that kind of retro style of like yeah. what they used to do on seaside towns. Yeah. Little, yes. 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 Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It's, like yeah. a, it's like a railway poster. It's yeah. brilliant. Yeah, that's right. So beautiful. Yeah. Um, Posey Simmons, she's going to be there. Yep. Yes, definitely. Looking is she a regular? That. Is she? I can't think I've seen uh, her there before. I think we've had her once before. Uh, the last time I saw Posey was at an event at the Cartoon Centre in, in London. And right. She was a good guest. I mean, she's been involved in comics since, you know, she was doing pocket illustrations for The Sun many years ago. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so and, come a long way since then. So. And Brian Talbot, who's obviously riding high on the new um, the new book. Yeah, and he's obviously got his own book coming out as well. Uh, I don't think that'll be out in time for the festival, but that's on course, you know. And, and okay, I, I take it you've read the new Luther Arkwright, which is absolutely fantastic. Yeah, I went to the signing actually. I cheekily got it. To, he didn't realise I got him to make it out to David Icke for a laugh. And he didn't notice. <laughs> <laughs> 
I thought that was in keeping. But the um, yeah. I remember yeah. reading his his book years ago, which was about famous comic creators, you know, shitting themselves on planes and falling over <laughs> balconies and stuff. Do you remember that book? Yeah, yeah. Right. Well, Brian and I go back to the, uh, the old Westminster Comic Mart days because at that point, ah, right. Brian lived in Preston, just down the road from me, and and we used to get the train back together. So, uh, oh, nice. Chew the chew the cut about comics in general and things like that. So, not every time, but it was always you know interested. He's always been an interesting guy. Cause he's Man, there was in- with the ones that sent the ones in um, Westminster in Parliament Square. That one. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah. There was the, the big Westminster Central Hall. Yeah. yeah. Central Hall. That's where um, uh, Paul Gravett and Peter Stanbury ran fast fiction. And that was my first yes. introduction to independent comics, independent British comics, you know, stuff like Ed Pinson, um, uh, Davy Jones, who does now works on Viz, Smuzz, you know, uh, well, yeah. Ryan Ellis was doing his own independent comics of those days. Got a good luck tracking those down. Yeah. Um, Lou Stringer was doing his own stuff as well. There was a huge amount of stuff. And then Trident Comics came along and, you know, the, yeah. But like Marvel, Harrier Press and all these sort of people. Yeah, and Marvel yeah. UK were were sort of like regular sort of like regular signings, and that's where I first met Alan Moore. Uh, yeah, I used to go to those marts, man. I was probably the annoying twelve-year-old running around <laughs> in your way. Yeah, yeah, I was sort of like probably a bit older then than you, Tony. <laughs> four years, yeah, because we, me and I said going back to that. That was when I did my first fanzine comic, little fanzine called Sagan, and we used we we started on it. Uh, I think I've I've said this before on your podcast, but we started with issue twenty five because we reckon that was oh, a yeah. good way good way to encourage people to buy it, thinking they missed their back issues and they wouldn't be able to find them. Um, and then we worked <laughs> backwards, and it was only only when Paul Gravett said, "You're really confusing me when I'm trying to sell this in on, on the fast fiction sheet," <laughs> we had to go. Go do in order. <laughs> yeah, what great days, eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so Very good. Bonkers. Yeah, yeah. All I've been no web. I've, I've been enjoying reading through a load. I bought a load of old fanzines and dug a load of my old ones out. And just going through the letters pages, there's so many people that I know who are writing in like 1980s fanzines. You know? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, just check out uh, Dave Hathaway. Hathaway's prices yeah. uh, fantastic fanzine resource it's absolutely yeah. superb you know put it in the show notes remind people about it because it's a tremendous fantastic thing to oh so much there isn't it yeah. yeah tons of stuff yeah that's really good and so yeah going back to a couple more people so you've got um so it's not just old fogies no like i said John, you've got um you've got ram v there as well who's the hotness yeah. at the moment mm. yeah we, we're yeah. big fans of ram's work he's been on the show yeah, yeah. and uh obviously on the exhibitor side a lot of british independent creators yeah. as well you know uh we've got uh some of the you know obviously my own pro- you know project with b7 we're, we're doing pilgrim there Benjamin so tell us about b7 because this is an interesting so it's, it's audio so plays as well isn't it is that right sorry is it audio plays as well b7 yeah b7 b7 media's been going for years they first started think, doing things like blake seven and uh, we did the dan dare audio adventures together that's right yeah a couple of years back now and that's sort of, but I mean, I've known Andrew Mark Sewell, who's the guy who owns and runs it with Helen Quigley for a long, longer, you know, going back as far as my Doctor Who magazine editing days. Right. And, uh, you know, the offshoot of Dan, the Dan Dare audio project was he wanted to do his own comics. He was been involved in doing comics in the past, you know, he ran, uh, ran comic shops back in the past. So we, we, we talked about, you know, he, he they've got a project, which is Pilgrim, which is, a much bigger thing, but we're we're just focusing on the comic at the moment. That's the most we're you know trying to focus specifically on getting the comic out and introducing people to the universe, and then sort of like see where it goes, you know. And hopefully, you know, we're not we don't want to sort of like push it as a as, as sort of like a cross media project because the the comic's more you know important. I don't. I mean, I'm not 
big on sort of like doing comics just to see if they'll be turned into a yeah agree game or a TV show. You, you don't write a comic with that in mind. You write a comic, you know. So yeah, well, so we've got that. Uh, well, let's to... let's let's not let's not skip the promo here, my friend, because no? it's uh, I backed it today. So Pilgrim Twenty One Twenty One Secrets and Lies issues yeah. one to four by B Seven Media is currently on Kickstarter and it has twenty eight days to go. Yeah. Um, and I backed it today, and it's well worth backing. Some of the visuals look absolutely lovely. Oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah we've got a good team. Yeah, uh, new Webbers, you you know from working yeah. fantastic Marvel stuff. Yeah, all, all other sorts of, and Spider Man and things like that. We've His got, stuff on Thor was great, man. Some of my favourite stuff. Yeah. yeah, and obviously he's still doing quite a lot of various bits and bobs, you know, sort of like it. So we're, he's well, we've got issue. Well, you, one got, well, you got blackmail material on him, John. I'm saying. I've I've tried to work with, with well back going back again. To, that just circles me back to, to Rock Comics because right. the first book I did at Rock Comics was a, was a book called T-Mobile. And Neil did some wonderful test pages, but he just wasn't, he wasn't at that point, he didn't feel ready to do it. Um, right. So it's come, things have come full circle like nearly tw- you know 15 years later and he's doing this book with me now. Okay. Do you, what right. do you ring him and say, it's time to give you a chance? <laughs> well, I do, <laughs> I do that with everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Always no, neg them. Always neg them, John. That's how good way to start. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, we're we're paying, we're paying. You know, we're paying a, a good, a, a reasonable page rate good. by by current yeah. by current standards. You know, we've got Alex Ronald on covers, and Neil's done one as well uh, for the first issue. Um, we've got Jim Campbell lettering it. Martin Baines has coloured it. Um, you've seen the pages on Kickstarter. I hope everybody likes it. Um, yeah, you've even put some a couple of the pages for issue two on your Substack as well, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. Tease yeah. that. Tease that in the update. The first update I did thought, oh, well, I'll tease you. Tease you with issue two. So we are, you know, we're making progress. I'm working on writing issue three. So tell uh, us what it's about, John. Give us a little bit of a shout what it's about, man. Setting about uh, 100 years in the future. Obviously, yep. there's been environmental problems. The world's sort of like two power blocks, basically. We've got space or exploration. They've reached out into the nearest solar systems, and there's quite a lot of, you know, things which we'll explore later on, you know, stuff where, you know, we're, where humanity's actually gone gone to Mars, gone into the asteroid belt. But that, at the moment, we're focused on the Earth, where one of the power blocks has found an alien spaceship under Antarctica. Um, and it's as they as the story unfolds, we realise it's a much bigger thing than they thought it was, without giving too much away. Right. And so we introduce it small with uh, Lily and her father, Noah. There's a free comic you can read on the Pilgrim 21 21.com website little eight pager we did with shift magazine last year yeah uh that sort of introduced those two characters and they're sort of like trying to find out well lily's trying to find out what happened to her dad and meantime we've got against that we've got this conspiracy this, this these two power blocks vying for power and they see this huge alien spaceship as one way to gain power and get the edge over the uh, over the other so it's a bit like uh i liken it to um you know, unraveling an onion, you start off with the outer layer and then we'll dig deeper and discover there's cool. other things going on. Uh, got a small group of characters. And against that, we've got, as well as Lily trying to find out what we've got on, we've also got the characters who are actually being recruited by that Western power block to explore the spaceship who have got no idea where they are and what they're digging into, except that it can be quite dangerous. Cool. So that's good, man. What's, what's the delivery date for that? Have you got one in mind? We're first issue be... out. In it. First issue's out in October. Then we're going to do it quarterly through through twenty twenty three. So the second issue will be oh, out. Oh, good work! Oh, brilliant. Yeah, I've just taken it. Good man. 
one of the reasons for that is because we've also got several other things lined up, one of which is the Hancock graphic novel by uh, Stephen Walsh and Keith Page. Yes, uh, I've seen that. I'm a big Hancock fan as well, man. What an armful. Well, yeah, yeah well, no, that's, uh, that, well, that's a 275-page beast, uh, which I'm currently working on fine-tuning some of the pages on now with uh, designer Robert Haben. So, again, we're hoping to get that, aiming to get that out for October and have that at the lakes, uh, working with Adrian Clark at Get My Comics so we can get the thing printed. Uh, it's going to be tight, but we're determined to try and get it out there for the for the. For and who, who's putting it? Is that Crucible Press? That's, Crucible? that's B7 Comics again. B7, okay. So yeah, the cool. idea is that the reason for doing doing Pilgrim quarterly is so that there we can slot in other comic projects through the year. So we we're not doing too many. It's a bit like you know, when I was doing most small publishers, if they're putting out books, your distributor will tell you, "Well, only do like six or seven a year. Otherwise, you're not you're not you're going to be fighting against each other. Never mind other companies." Okay. So that's it's like you know concentrating on one book and just sort of like powering on with one book, you know, as you as yeah. you, know, you know, sort of like yeah. one book out and focusing on that and building your audience through that through that project. That's really a good important. point, man. Yeah. Now you've also because you're a, a modern man, John. You've you've dived into the world of Substack. Yeah, you're all over that now. Yeah. So, do you want to talk a bit about that? So, you can anyone can subscribe to it for free. Yeah, it's free. free. I'm, I can be, I, I, I'm one of these people who just Substack and apologises every time it's delayed. So, uh, <laughs> you know, I can assure you, you're not going to get inundated with. But one came out today. Was it today or yesterday? Uh, that was yesterday. Like. Yeah, I did one the other yesterday. But I had, re- had something to say, didn't I? I had sort of like go and support Pilgrim. <laughs> so, which actually was good. You know, there's about 250 people on the mailing list, which isn't math. Didn't mean that's good. Much, but, yeah. That's good. But what I what was great was about 60% opened it to read it, which is great when you figure that most newsletters will get something in the region of 20 to 23%. Oh, interesting. So, you know, that's, okay. And, and most PA, PR companies will tell you that's good. Right. That's interesting. Yeah. Now, it's, a, it's an interesting platform, Substack, and it's been sort of floating out there. It's been it's come in and out of fashion a bit, isn't it, in the yeah. last sort of, I suppose, two or three years, two years maybe. But yeah, the... I subscribed to Howard Chakins and a few other Yeah, me people. too. Did you read his one that came out today about how he hates it when people take dogs on planes? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like <leaving> it. <laughs> yeah. But what you can also do, and I didn't realise this until I saw something from our buddy Cliff Cumber, um, earlier this week, is you can put podcasts out there. There's audio. Yeah, they just started to... doing it. Yeah, yeah. It added the podcast option, so you could bung awesome on it. Yeah, yeah, as a mailer sort of thing. Yeah, yeah it's an interesting one. Yeah, um, and there's all it's... sorts of things out there. I mean, there's also you know so many different things where people have tried to make a go of it and they've got VC funding. I mean, yeah. and then it sort of like dies to death. But I think the guys on Substack seem to sort of like have a, a, a long-term game plan, unlike some social media platforms appear to have. Yeah, they had a little bit of a financial wobble recently, didn't they? I yeah. think where yeah. they paid a lot of money to to get it going, I think. And I'm not sure they got the quite the returns they were expecting, but it seems to be hanging in there. And it's a good way to do a mailer. It's a very simple way. Yeah. Rather than going through some other places, which are a bit more problematical to sort of work, get into and, Keep you know, design the world yeah. of the thing yeah no, so, but, and and obviously the sound now as well so i mean it, you know yeah. sort of, the, i think bottom line is you i think with things like substack is that you control what you're doing with it mm. um you've got a say over it whereas if you're on if you're sort of like focusing on promoting your stuff through through social media platforms the social media platforms are only interested in growing their own audience they aren't yeah. really yeah. despite the number of tools that they've got on offer and some of the tools are absolutely fantastic it's a it's a full-time job 
developing your audience through a social media platform like yeah. Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And, yeah. Uh, I don't think you know, it's a dedicated, a and dedicated we, thing. And there are de- people who are dedicated to doing that for, on behalf of companies. Who has the time, man, as well, you know? Yeah. yeah. I mean, we saw the statistics. I think it was Mark Miller put out last year about the, fra- the very small fraction of people who actually look at Twitter anymore who are comic readers, you know? Okay. And I think with people sort of escaping, you know, these sort of more verbose, you know, polarizing platforms. I think newsletters are beginning to feel like the way to go again, you know? Yeah, and I've noticed an uptick. Although most people have got a website and they haven't touched it for years, some people seem yeah. to be going back to it because they actually control it, you know? Yeah. Mm. Down the tubes, I, you know, it's everything on there. You get what you get what you're given. If you're prepared to go and have a dig round, you'll find all sorts of things on it. Yeah, bookmark it and get on it. Yeah. It's... What about, um, how's your OnlyFans site going, John? Is that coming on? <laughs> <laughs> well, we all tried it over lockdown didn't we yeah, um, yeah. What, what i don't even know what that is yeah all right john yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's a site where you basically put up print pictures of your comics and it's just for the fans john is pornography don't google it don't google it don't google it mrs mrs freeman will get the hump don't yeah, i was just gonna uh, make the observation it does seem to be that mailers are coming back in fashion and substack yeah. is a sort of uh, a, a part of that because you can just reach directly to the audience and the people yeah and, and here and vice versa. A, yeah i mean you could always do it like do a newsletter from your own email address or yeah. you know, set up a yeah. set up a google email address and do it from that but you can only put out so many at a time before you know the, the some another may you know you it's it's assigned as spam and that sort of thing you're gonna you, that's yeah. why i think like substack are quite good i mean i you know for for um professional stuff i use I, i've always used i've used mailchimp yes yes yeah for like the last 10 years for uh for the lakes festival um but but substack's great it's easy to it's easy to understand for, for people also a phone app which i think is good which is why yeah. i really cottoned onto it mm-hmm. you, you've got everything there you can scroll through it rather than having to go back through your emails i think it's exactly. more convenient you know does uh nia run on t because i always like i get an email when you've done a yeah that's a wordpress they email you out if you're following it yeah it's quite it's quite good like that i think pat does his on wordpress as well yeah click on the the email and it takes you through to the site yeah yeah Yeah, i kind of like that version of it yeah yeah, i've got i think there's there's quite a lot of people who follow down the tubes on wordpress and i'll get click throughs on that on a regular basis that's good good man yeah now um we have to ask you obviously about star trek and we also going to have to ask you about your days at marvel uk because it's a sort of I, let's let's start with Marvel UK because you were a writer and an editor there, weren't you, John? Yeah, uh, yeah. started as an editor. Well, I started as a designer. I was working right. with Steve, Steve Cook, who designed the 2008 logo later on, uh, okay. on Cindy and Doctor Who, and uh, <laughs> we did other things besides. You know, you start at Mark, back in those days at Marvel UK. You had your uh, writer Baptons of Fire working in the color separations department, where you sort of like cut out this red stuff to make to create the, the color separations for the, the comics. Don't ask me how it works; I can't even remember, and I don't even want to. But I was I was absolutely, <laughs> absolutely pants at it, you know. So I think I think there. Uh, and then I um, I moved from designing the Doctor Who magazine to editing it within about within about four months, which was apparently was a, something of a record at the time. Who did uh, you take over from there, John? Was it wasn't Des? Was Shida it Prana. Shida right? Prana. Okay. Okay. And uh, who took who was brilliant at teaching me all the ins and outs of editing the magazine at that time, as was Louise Cassell, who later went on to Future, I think. Um, right. They, they they were the ones who sort of like were the the guiding hands to make sure I 
didn't do anything on toward, you know, introduced me to the production team at the time, uh, Jonathan Turner, Andrew Cartnell. Nice. And obviously it was at the point where Doctor Who, where Doctor Who itself on TV, then nobody knew what was going to happen to it. It's sort of like they walked, uh, the Doctor and, uh, and Ace walked off off screen at the end of end of survival yeah end of survival and we didn't know it was coming back and the bbc never officially not during my time ever officially said that it was cancelled you know yeah. it literally kept us on tender hooks really and then there was also you know where people who are apparently doing an, doing an independent version of doctor which never happened even though i sort of like saw stuff at the time we had those weird little fan movies didn't we were they called the stranger and all that sort of stuff didn't yeah we? there was all sorts of old uh, wartime yeah, that, well, that was uh, Real Time Pictures with Keith Barnfather. He did Wartime yes. with uh, John Levine. That's uh, it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so that's skirt copyright. They call it The Stranger as opposed to. Yeah, it was a little bit. It was a little bit Sapphire and Steel, a little yeah, bit Doctor well, Who. Yeah. The way the way the early Doctor Who Doctor Who worked, um, the the monsters that writers created in the early days, they owned the copyright on the monsters, but they didn't uh, necessarily okay. own the look of them. Which is where right. I think, like, uh, so you like the Yeti and things like that. You, you know, you could, you know, and, and Terry Nation co-owned the Daleks, so uh, you know, you right. could do a Dalek show without Terry Nation's permission. So, who was doing the comic strips at the time when you were editing it? There, uh, well, Richard Starkins was still editing the comic strip for a while, even right. though I was editing the magazine, and he sort of like implemented this thing of uh, experiment, you know, having a lot of people involved in drawing the comic strip. On a semi-regular, you know, you know, they do one like Doug Braithwaite did one. Um, John Ridgway drew a he he'd been draw, John Ridgway had been drawing the strip for absolutely ages. Ridgway did some great stuff. He did that one that Colin Baker wrote. Do you remember that one? Uh, that, that was one John or... M. Burns and uh, oh, was it? Oh, okay. Right. Uh, who took over? Uh, Barry Mitchell took over. John M. Burns did the first issue, and then right, uh, then, uh, okay. Uh, Barry Mitchell took over. The on one that. with the penguin in it that's now yeah, apparently canon. Sure. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. Who's now apparently canon, believe it or not. And yeah, that's uh, good due to Big Finish, isn't it? Because he's appeared in Big yeah, Finish. And right, obviously, yeah. when I but when I first the the people I got involved in when I first took over actually editing the strip, I got Arthur Ransom drew one for me, Mike Collins nice. drew one for me, John Ridgeway, yeah. uh, Vince Danks. Uh, fair, you know, uh, you know, huge you introduced way. me to John Ridgeway at Lancaster. Do you remember? Yeah, you, yeah. you introduced me to him, and he, he said, "Tell Tony about your new comic." And he spent 45 minutes telling me about his new comic, John. I still haven't forgiven you for that. <laughs> Got done I'm, up there, I'm, yeah. First, John, I'm still waiting for that to come out. He's sort of like... Thinking, yeah, no. <laughs> he's always thinking about it. Yeah. There's the old page you see on Facebook, isn't there? Of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah some, uh, that stuff he's doing. If you, if you follow uh, John on Facebook, he's doing a wonderful fantasy story that he keeps posting, which is, looks beautiful. You know, yeah. it deserves to be collected then, by somebody. I'm hoping. I wish somebody would just pick it up and collect. And it. then you took me to the pub afterwards, yeah. and um, and he was sitting there, and I sat next to him, and he looked at me and went, "Oh no, it's you again." I think you cheeky fucker. Good stuff. So it's all come full circle almost, isn't it? Because from one great TV series to another, you're now editing the Star Trek. Yeah. Uh, back, yeah. I'm back where I was 27 years ago when I, when Titan approached me, uh, well, actually Titan, Lee Bullshit Titan actually approached me about setting up the magazines department while I was still at Marvel. Right. Uh, but it didn't happen. And I went back to, Lan I moved back, moved up to Lancaster and uh, went freelance and then Marvel UK's output tanked. So I, I, I ran a, the late, the Lancaster Literature Festival for a couple of years, uh, first as a PR guy and then, then ran the festival itself and got loads of comics people like David Lloyd up doing some wonderful nice. stuff. Nice. And, 
then came back to trying to think. Then then I came back to to uh, London to uh, help set up the Titan magazines department. And Star Trek was one of the first things we did, along with Star Wars and the Simpsons comic magazine. All oh, right. So I did that, and then a few years later, they when I obviously was freelancing again, they phoned me up and said, "Would you like? We need somebody to do Star Trek magazine for a, you know a few months." And it ended up being two years. All oh, right. So uh, you know. I'm, I'm back on it now. I'm just sort of like working on an issue. A very different beast now. It's called Star Trek Explorer, and it's sort of like a because you know the whole environment magazines and things has changed. There's a, the USP of the magazine is you know isn't necessarily the news, but it has got we've got access to you know to the, to the the cast yeah. behind the scenes people. There's but a lot of cast quotes. There. There's like a two page, four page thing about your thoughts on this subject, and you go yeah, through the cast. Isn't bless it? his yeah. heart. That's Ian Spelling putting that together. I wouldn't you know he's sort of like going through. Talk, but he actually talks to everybody and gets these minuscule quotes and just gets. Uh, <laughs> but um, one of the USPs of it is the, is the fiction. So we've got people like uh, yes, people like Greg Clark, short stories uh, in there, aren't they? Yeah, short, short stories, uh, and, and obviously the, the, the aim is that some, you know, they're, they're actually going to put collections of them through the, through next year as well. Oh, so do you think it, we're it, discovering the new yeah. pulp? Do you think this is the the, the 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 internet's caused us to have the new pulp come out? You know, it's almost yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think I think magazines have had to reinvent themselves and become brands yeah. rather than be uh, rather than necessarily be sort of lead with news because like a, a licensed magazine is, can't possibly unless you're the Doctor Who magazine, which has always had incredible support generally from the, from the production office. Uh, you know, you you most you know you although we get the the Star Trek magazine's huge support, it's always going to be behind the internet now. You know, as soon as something yeah. happens, people know about it. It's, it's out there, I and mean, it's gone the days where you could hold on to an exclusive for, for, for three months in the hope that nobody found out about it. You know, like <laughs> the master returning, that sort of thing. You know, yeah. So, you yeah. Know, even when, you right. know, th- these days, if I if I'd done a shoot with Daleks on the on the uh, set on on the location of the Curse of Fenric, people would have been online saying, "Oh, the Daleks are coming back to Doctor Who," even though it was actually a photo shoot for the magazine and a complete wind up on my part to send them down there deliberately to wind people up. All ah, right. You know, do you get down to the set of the Curse Fenric, did you then? No, no, I sent other people. No, oh. no I, got, I, I went, I, I, I saw survival parts of survival being shot. Uh, what I see, uh, greatest show in the galaxy in a car park in, uh, where casualties was, <laughs> used to be, where Holby used to be filmed, uh, because they had asbestos scare and everything was being recorded in 10. Right. Um, and I had to take, I had to take a, John Higgins had done a wonderful cover, and Sylvester had approval on it. And he didn't like face, so he, he, he literally. This my this is my boy, Doctor Who story. You've heard this many times, I'm sure. Where Sylvester actually climbed, you know, goodness only knows if John Nathan Turner had seen him, he'd have had a fit. But he, he climbed up on the scaffolding to actually sort of mimic the cover to get the face right, so John could, would, would just tweak it slightly for him. Oh, uh, nice. Yeah, I've still got, I've got the photo. Oh, dude. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's interesting because by the time people hear this, I will have sat next to um, Sophie Aldred at the Brillington yeah. Comic Con. Yeah, yeah, who was of course coming back on in the the final uh, Doctor Who with the Thirteenth Doctor in it. Yeah, it's all filmed, isn't it? Is that right? Or is yeah, it, yeah, been on or? yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Um, Mike Collins had already done all the storyboards for the first scene of the the last scene of the episode when I spoke to him at uh, the London Film and Comic Con. Uh, Couldn't tell right. me anything about him. He's not allowed to, you know, because there's a lot. Mike Collins does a lot of storyboards these days for a huge number of shows. Yeah. So yeah, exciting yeah. times. Star Trek's pretty, pretty interesting. So. Good stuff, man. And I, I, I always think fondly of those Marvel UK Death's Head, you know, Battle Tide. Death's you know. Head. Yeah. Two, three. Death Rattle. <laughs> <laughs> 
Paul Neary really did have a list of different versions of the word death with the different name in it, <laughs> uh, which, which he thought like Marvel, Marvel West would demand another death character because it was selling really well. <laughs> in, in the states, so sort of like he literally, Bam Bosch told me he definitely had a list in his desk and would just produce it. And I don't know if he stuck a pin in it. Said, "Yeah, it's going to be Death Rattle," and tend to you know, whoever was at the other end of the thing went, "Gee, that's great. Yeah, we'll have that." <laughs> <laughs> so you were you in that office that's next to Temple Tube? Were you in that yeah. place? Yeah, yeah, we were. Yeah, I often we were when I'm working. Yeah, Bayswater when they uh, was a big posh conference center. Now I went in there. Uh, Sort of popped my head through the door. It's all very posh and sort of like, what are you doing in this room? You, you oik, you know, you don't want to be in this hat building. You know, they sort of, uh, they yeah. all do um, defence stuff, don't they? Oh right, okay. Yeah, right. sort of international defence conference meetings and that sort of thing these days. Yeah, I'm often at the temples. So I always make a point of going that way out the, out a temple tube. Always having a yeah. Again, yeah. You can see into the offices from there, can't you? As you walk over yeah. the road. Yeah. Mm. Where we used to have a Dalek. That's it. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the Dalek in a window, and Americans would come past and do a double take and ask if could take a photograph of it. <laughs> That's great, John. Yeah. Thanks so much, yeah. guys. You got anything you want? You've yeah. been you so busy. Yeah, yeah. Just don't stop, do you, John? I, I mean, just rattled, rattled them. No, 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 yeah. no, no. No, I mean, I mean, you don't stop working, and that's amazing. Yeah. Well, I am going to stop yeah. working now because I don't normally do things late at night. So you, so, <laughs> yeah, we're very lucky yeah. to have you, John. No, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, John. yeah, yeah. We, yeah. we, we did. Uh, yeah, he stayed, he stayed up past his bedtime to talk to us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've got to be up at like three o'clock in the morning to do another episode issue of Star Trek. <laughs> Good man. <laughs> get some, get on, well, on, on page 150 and going through all the pages. And well, I'm the... buying that Star Trek magazine and I'm enjoying it. I've got to Good. tell you. Yeah. Great. Strange yeah. New Worlds, man. Got me well, I'm going to go board. back and listen to your, um, when I get Star Trek to back and look at your Star Trek Thank podcast. Thank you. It's very I, kind. I, I just thought, oh. That'll be, that'll be they'll be really good. Oh, look at that! So oh, you're very I'm going to try and get a chat with Brandon Easton, who did the uh, for an upcoming issue as well. So oh, nice. Okay, well, yeah. I suppose the next time is because I'm not seeing you Sunday. I'm going to I'll see you at the Lakes then, dude. Yeah, good, good. Yeah, yeah. Please, yeah, it'd be great to see you. Mm. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah good stuff. Grab an interview if you can, T. Yeah, it'd be a good idea. Yeah, yeah see how it's gone. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But but until yeah. that time, where can people find all of your stuff, John? Uh, just check down the tube.net because I'm always sort of like covering stuff there and uh, sign up for a, the, the Substack newsletter. There's a link on there. The, the, the Kickstarter is still running. We've got another 28 days to run uh, for Pilgrim 2121. Uh, Pilgrim Secrets and Lies. I'm sure you can find it. And please back it. Thank you very much for those who already have. Good stuff, man. Um, if you if you go to Substack the app, you can search under Crucible Comic Press. And yeah. that'll take you to John's uh, John's mailer. Yeah. Downthetube.net is my main yeah. port of call, and that's the sort of thing I try and do stuff on. Start start oh, there, and who knows where you'll end up. Where you'll <laughs> end up. Twitter, <laughs> Instagram, yeah. YouTube. Yeah. Only fans. If you, if you, John, you end up on this show, and then rue the day oh, you ever started. <laughs> right. It's been a long time since I was on this show. Yeah, as we miss you, babe. Yeah, yeah. 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 The, restra- the, the restraining order finally <laughs> ran out. The restraining order finally ran out, and um, we got you back. Fantastic! I'm glad to hear that. Yeah, <laughs> hopefully, better behave. <laughs> You're fine. Fine. Since, uh, fine. Well, there you have it. John's been a busy boy. John's yes. good. Lad, mate. He's good. Yeah, yeah, and he's he's fighting the good fight in the name of comics and just general good entertainment. He's on that yeah. grind, as they say. I miss yes. him. It'd be good to see him when I see him. I thought I'd seen yeah. him yesterday, but he's not making it, so yeah. it's a shame. Yeah. yeah. So, um, but we'll find out next week how Tony gets on. 
Yes. <laughs> You're right. Is this the is this the first of its name? Was uh what Bridlington Comic Con? Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure actually. No, I don't think so. Okay. No, he's not. He's they've done ones before because I looked at uh, it. Okay. Yeah. You know it's not because I sent you that video of it on YouTube. Yeah, good point, Tony. Yeah. But, but, but now Tony Esmond's there. Now the party really begins. Now it'll stop. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking I'm of which, Russell Crowe now. Speaking but, of which. Uh, <laughs> do we have any Tony shout doesn't outs? Like Crow anymore. Do we have any shout outs, gents? I've got a few. Go for it. So get on the ACP Slack. We're doing a Doctor Who draw off, and it is going really well. I think it's like my favourite draw off so far. Some cracking stuff on there. You do. Yeah, we were kind of. I ain't done one yet. Uh, I've got one yeah. planned. We kind of, uh, we was, I went and Aaron about the, what we were going to do next to the draw. So I just snatched the reins up and I was like, Doctor Who. Yeah, stop fucking around. Do it. Yeah. Stop I did one that fuck. suited my amazing artistic skills. Excellent. Yeah. I've not looked uh, at it, so I've not seen any of those ones in there. Oh, look, man. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. The shame I could like drawn one of Ace and like Simon <laughs> Heyman Blood. So that my friend online did this for you. <laughs> yeah. Signed you your name in Blood. Or in or in something else. Yeah. Jesus um, don't t- don't turn on the uh, that light that you can see shit on. What's it? Black, black fuck, light. Yeah, fucked up the joke there. But <laughs> the uh, next one, the final issue of Weird Work from Jordan Thomas and Shaky Kane is out now on Kickstarter. Go back and hey. back them all. Yeah, very worthwhile. Uh, he's got some great stretch goals as well, which are sort of slowly eking out. And really good stuff. Um, myself and Eamon teamed up with Damien uh, Damien Edwardson um, to do a special DUI episode of omen to that it's literally just come out as we're talking um should be live by the time you listen to this most certainly um it was a good chuckle and we talk about the process we went through you two guys get mentioned um and also go and buy clear run by art 92 by helena edwardson who's the, uh, my collaborator on dui yeah. and it's um i talked about it last week's great little book about a dog i've yet to about this and uh, buy this sorry and uh that is my error cover do that yeah, well, hopefully I would have seen some yesterday in the flesh, as it were. Yes. And obviously the last one is the one we all know about. Go and buy DUI Comic, um, issue two at duicomic.bigcartel.com. There's still a couple left. I've heard a little rumour it might be going back to reprint right about now. Oh, wow. Um, Freaking sold yeah, out. That's good news. Um, but go and get a copy. You can get a, um, a copy for £9, um, or you can get um, the digital issues for £3. Um, and money goes to Cancer Research UK. It's an absolute whopper of a book. Massive, isn't it? Yeah. 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 You wouldn't pay that in a shop for a comic, would you? Oh, no. You wouldn't be walking away with much change from a £20 note for that. Yeah. I agreed. Yeah. <laughs> Dan, do you have any shouts? Uh, no, I kind of I call out people's Kickstarters, but when they kind of smash the goal and they've only got a few days left, they usually just, uh, they'll be fine. Yeah. So, uh, no real shouts. I'm the, the last page of Vanguard's going to go up tomorrow, issue 20, and then I'm going to be uh, wheeling the sights until you finally get in Viper 2. I've been talking about the fucking ages. Oh, good man. Get it, awesome. get it done. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a, that's a good bit of timing, man, I think. Yeah. You guys haven't seen... But no one's read it. Even you two. So No. It's a complete secret. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. My word. Oh, can I quickly pimp my own work? Because we were of pimp our own stuff. Is um, Fur 2. Has went uh, to print. Yeah. Has gone now to print. Um, I'm really pleased with it. Um, Daryl Daryl Thorpe, who's the artist on it, has absolutely fucking killed it. It's really nice. Um, I can't wait for you to see it. Um, there's a couple of twists and turns in it, which I'm quite pleased. Ah, uh, fantastic! Uh, which yeah, he's really pulled off in the art. Awesome. Yeah, love the first one. Yeah, so thank you, to, mate. Looking forward to this one. Um, Cheers, I got, mate. I got a couple of shout outs. Uh, we talked a little bit about Substack just then. Um, yeah. 
and uh, I've only basically skimmed the surface of that. But one that I do follow, and I highly recommend everyone follows, is our, our pal Nathan Kelly's. Uh, yes, Substack. received one today off him. Yeah, yeah. feralkingdomstudios.substack.com. Um, go on there because they're. He's one of my favourite artists, and there's some great comic book pages on there. Um, and he's uh, he's got back in, in he's got back into like collecting action figures. It's a dangerous <laughs> it's, it's a dangerous game in a dangerous oh, no. world, Nathan. And I'm 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 kind of with I'm there with you. You'd uh, better off fucking smoking crack. You na- you'll, you'll spend less money. Uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But um, as well as all that, um, there is still one of my favourite nights on on that trip I had was a night out with him. Uh, Falpy Ray and 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 Nathan in the boozer, and we just talked each other's ears off for about eight hours in this <laughs> like like cowboy bar. It's the in best time, the best Cracker. times, yeah. best times at a comic convention when stuff like that happens. Yes, yeah, so go yeah. to Feral Kingdom Studios. Definitely check check them out because he's got a lot of stuff in there in the pipeline. Um, and we were contacted by an, another um, company that's starting up soon, Visi Eight. Entertainment oh. from in- Indonesia. They sent us a sampler through, um, and. Th- Go to Visi8, that's V-I-S-I-8.com to check out the look of their look of their work. There's lots of different titles. It seems like, I think um, early next year they're going to be launching a lot of these titles. Um, we got a sampler through, and some of the artwork looks amazing. There's one with a like a kaiju-like monster destroying a city where it's just absolutely astounding artwork. Um, they're from uh, Indonesia, and that sort of area of the world, and and the and the, the comics look great. Oh yeah, that's nice. I'm just looking yeah. at fucking hell. Yeah, that's that really cover. Nice. I've just opened it now. Yeah, yeah. Can you? Can someone just go and get these people and get them to do yeah. the Shang Chi comic? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so um, lots of great creators. Um, there's Ryan <laughs> Laxamana and Masfarid Siddiq, um, who started off work, um, sort of like working in the ent- uh, sort of animation industry, etc. And then they met comic book creator Kevin Van Hook, who some people know is one of the creators of Bloodshot. Oh, yeah. okay. All right. So um, basically, they got together. It's sort of um, it just looks like some great original comics from uh, you know, and that kaiju comic. Fucking hell, that looks really world. good. Yeah, got... there's, a, there's a splash with the second page DPS splash where the, yeah. it's coming out of the war. It's really nice. Yeah, Jesus so, Christ. So there's seven different, uh, several different titles. Uh, you'll see on the website. There's one called Changelings, Kara, Guardian of the Realms, Galio, uh, the Seventh Tiger, and Nusantara Falls. All of them. Um, Look very cool indeed. This looks yeah. not all ages, all ages, but a young audience could get away with reading this from what yeah. I can see. Yeah, yeah, from what I see here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This is a mix of styles, isn't there? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, definitely one to hopefully uh, keep an eye on and uh, see these books into fruition, hopefully, because uh, they, they do. They are... oh, I want a hard copy of this, man. This yeah, yeah. yeah. Literally, I, I'm not giving over it. I'm not. Oh, no, no, no. You yeah. literally just sent this to us, V, and I've opened it while you've been talking, and it's yeah. Yeah. outstanding. Yeah. So it's Vizi eight uh, v i s i eight dot com. Yeah. 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 So definitely. And the, the design on that kaiju is first class. It's yeah. unbelievable, isn't it? It's just, it's I, was, nice. I was like, wow. So yeah, definitely check them out. Um, and that's nice. it um, for the shout outs um, this week. But um, what about recommendations? Tony, normally you've got two a week. I've only got, well, I've only got, technically I've got three, but they all come in one platform, which I'm going to talk about. Do you want to do yours first, D? Yeah, my one's uh, Maru Kiri uh, Destroy the Moon. Okay. uh, Which is a webcomic you can read on globalcomics.com. That's the comics of an X. And it's uh, very much. 
global comics but at comics with an x uh, and it's the classic and the and the title was called maru kiru destroy the moon i'll tell you what i'll send it to you on our little group but if you listen to this in the podcast you hopefully be able to find this in the show notes and uh, <laughs> it's kind of like a nod to conan the barbarian with the the main character maru kiru uh it does a bit of a backstory about the gods and there's uh, the god who sits astride the moon and essentially she wants to destroy the moon and, and bring down the god it's uh i would have a hard time uh describing the artwork because it is very kinetic and pop arty and they they use yeah. the, the the chap who does the, the the coloring is how do you describe it it's quite it's kind of lots of uh, neon pink cyan's yellows it's a yeah. real interesting one there's a, a massive manga influence to it uh it's drawn by a uh, brendan albertsky which you can find on uh, twitter and instagram at hell hell to breakfast yeah hell to breakfast yeah i had to read it through like it used to be on it used to be on the instagram handle fuck fuck my dinner yeah um, <laughs> so uh go go check it out so it's a fun little comic it's, it's kind of nice. You can download it uh, DRM free for 99 cents. That, do you know what really I like can... about that, man? That looks like that's a woman with a sword who looks like she can swing a sword. Oh, God, yeah, yeah. Unlike the woman who's just been hired for the Red Sonja movie. I've not seen that. It looks like she can lift one. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, this is, oh, God, she's a chonk. Like, yeah. 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 <laughs> in the nicest chunk. possible way. Yeah. Nice in the nicest way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'll do um, I'll do one quickly that um, I, I think we briefly mentioned last week. I sort of touched upon it, but um, it's another um, amusing strip that I discovered on Instagram. But if you go to Coney.com, that's K O H N E Y, you will find the strips of Neil Coney and the other end. Um, these are sort of your classic uh, humorous strips. One of which, which I sent to the the guys last week about. Um, uh, a guy who used to be a tree. Um, oh yes, I remember this now. <laughs> yes, um, and it's the the website itself, and he posts on Instagram, of course. I think there's there's a good cross pollination of like there's a lot of Instagram sort of cartoonist, isn't there? You know, because there's a good sort of pacing to that. You know, when you swipe across the panels. Yeah. Um, I find there's Dan I, Harris does it well. Yeah, yeah. I'm just going. There's a lot of creators who do, who both do the Instagram, and then I'm kind of. So much so that I'm kind of surprised when I find a website of them, and the website is pretty polished. Does that make sense? It's sort of like, yeah. oh wow, it's this, it, you know, it's all, all fully legit. But the other end's been going for a while, and there's absolutely fantastic strips about. Um, there's a couple that um, meet up at a supermarket. Um, they're a husband and wife, and each one of them thought they were home with the baby, and they panic. And then, rather than going home for the baby, they say we have to make a spare baby, and they um, start undressing in the middle of the scene. <laughs> keep going, keep going. There's keep going. a well. You have to, your imagination has to work with that one. There's a guy that gets bullied at work, but then he's got a little Gandalf on his shoulder that helps him defeat his bully. Um, it's, 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 it's randomness in the most wonderful kind of way. Um, just and there was a one-page um, strip which just made me laugh about a man um, who had just been to the toilet and was now feeling a bit frisky. It's. <laughs> do you do any of you take your all your clothes off to do a number two? No. Because that man did, didn't he? Never. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. Well, I know uh, someone who did that. I, they used I, to get undressed for doing a poo. I have to describe this page, and apologies for the spoilers. It's a one-page strip, but it's living on my phone at the moment because it makes me laugh every time I see it. And it's just this guy. Um, his wife's in bed reading a book, just looking over, and he's there, absolutely stark raving naked. He's uh, he's not the most attractive fella, is he? No, I don't know. Poor fella. But the uh, but he's got these come to bed eyes, and he's saying, "Uh oh, look who had to take off his clothes to poop and forgot to put them back on." And, and the it's wife's just kinda, uh. she's like, "What?" <laughs> It's yeah. worth a go, isn't it? Yeah, worth well, a try. Yeah, you know, you, you got to appreciate the hustle. So, yeah, um, yeah go to coney dot com and discover more of these because it's it just I love that sort of humour, which is just absolutely it makes me chuckle every time. Um, yeah, so that's my one. Okay, Tony. Uh, well, I decided a few weeks ago to finally um, take get pull my pull my pants up and finally back. Oh God, how long have your pants been down? They're always slightly loose. I always let them one cheek out. The um, <laughs> is to um, get behind Aces Weekly um, for a number of reasons. Firstly, obviously, we're big fans of David Lloyd and um, also that Simon Russell, our buddy, is involved. And I thought there's loads of stuff going on in there that I'd heard about. And, you know, I was just missing it. It's a pound a week. Um, each week you get six stories. Some of them are ongoing. Some of them are slightly shorter. And it's done in what are called volumes. So... Um, the current, the last volume, I think, was seven seven weeks worth, and I'm currently in. I think it's like thirty six volume, whatever it is now. Um, and it's done in a landscape format. It's it's for PCs and tab. You know, it's a web based comic for a uh, comic distribution. Really, um, if you subscribe to it, you start getting the comics from that week. It would be silly, wouldn't it, to go back and get all the comics previously from yeah. the last so many years, wouldn't it? So you, you start that that comic, but there is a way of going in and buying single volumes as well on the site and extra cost but yeah some really also also sort of was spurred on by the fact that it's got some really great creators on it so it's got uh mark hempel and mark wheatley who i'm big fans of john mccray he's got a story in there um val mayerick who i recently did a podcast on i'm a massive fan of he's got a story in there which he did with james hudnell there's a name from the past in there mm-hmm. um and phil hester's on there v I know you're a fan of. Hey, yeah, love yeah. That. So there's some really interesting work on there. Really interesting creators, um, and they are cons- constantly changing the lineup. It's a bit, it's a bit like like a web-based 2000 AD, but without the sort of confinement of it just being sci-fi fantasy. You know, the, the stories are all different things. Um, there's a tab um, at the if you if you scroll down the page on the volume page, you also get um, process work and little letters from David Lloyd and stuff like that, talking about the issue and stuff. So it's, it's a, it feels like a very inclusive thing to be part of, if that makes sense. Um, so that I sort of picked out three things that I'm reading at the moment. There's generally six stories running at any one time. Um, the one of the favorite, so three of my favorites from the, I've been, I think I've been in it about two months now. So one of my favorite things in it was stories, of the incredible, which is by an Ant- guy called Anthony Smith. This is just a two part. So essentially only six pages in all. Um, it's got an old school um, sort of monsters on the prowl. You remember those sort of almost pre pre Fantastic Four, pre Spidey kind of monster books that Marvel put out, that sort of thing. Yeah. It's got the look of it a bit like that. And it, it has that sort of golden age, silver age kind of feel to it. But in, in a way that it's almost homage, you know, the way we see almost sometimes you see covers by, you know, an eight ball or stuff like that. that are almost homages of that period. Yeah. There's a little bit of that vibe to it as well. 
And it's about this dude called Miles, and he works for an uh, an advertising agency, and he's always sort of on the bus and on the train kind of think of ideas. He's like the ideas man, you know. And he decides that as a stunt, they'll build up, they'll build this massive monster as a stunt for an advertising campaign they're running. But then, then aliens land, and you have to work out what's going to happen and what will the aliens think of this fast monster. So that's a, that's a really good one. Another one is called Labyrinth by a guy called um, I think it's Rob Goriz, um, and it's um, it, honestly some lovely art on it. It looks like it's a VD book, you know, it really does. It's that sort of detail, rich art to it. Um, and it's by about a guy called uh, Jorge Luis, who's desperate for a job, and he, he finds an advert in a newspaper, and he decides, well, I'm going to follow. I'm going to apply for this job in a library. So he goes and goes and applies this job, and it's just really not what he expects. And it's actually a massive building site, like a massive, you know, labyrinthine city-sized sort of labyrinth of books, and um, they're using the books to build a maze. A labyrinth to to hold something um and he becomes addicted to reading the books and he pulls some of the books out and starts reading them but you begin to sense there's something more to it what are they trying to trap in this labyrinth um there's a little bit of the fahrenheit 451 about it as well okay. there's a little there's a little bit of the sort of kafkaesque the trial kind of feel to it um and there's even a little gag where there's a, a kafka but yeah i think someone mentions franz or something <laughs> the kafka book on the wall um, and they're building something. I won't spoil it because that's a really good one. I'd say the art and that spot on, lovely. Um, and then there's a funny one, which is um, Mutant United by Gary Whitlock. And it's about a mutant football team, um, but it's done in as an old school kids weekly style, like a Bass Street kids weekly style. Um, but a Bass Street weekly style that, where the, the creator gives zero fucks. You know what I mean? Just doesn't care. And in one of them, they face off against the Roswell Rovers who are like from Area 51, you know, and they're, they're using um, force fields and death rays and stuff like that in order to win the football game. It's a bit like Roy the Rovers, as if if a load of mutant kids played a different kind of team every week and they have to find a way to win. And there's a ma- there's a massive sort of dinosaur that just stands in front of the goal, so they can't possibly score a goal and they've got to work a way around it. And there's one where... Um, this is one where they fight. They fight these aliens where the the US Air Force are in in lurking in the background. And it's all very sinister. And then there's one that, where they fight a load of sort of dinosaurs that get brought back from the past. And it's got that sort of anarchic feel to it. Um, yeah, and it, it's just fun. It's the sort of thing that it's, it's somewhere between Viz and the Beano. You know, somewhere there, but in color, colored as well. Um, but it's I mean it's an anthology, so not everything's going to hit. I mean I don't think we've ever read an anthology where everything in it was all killer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there's a couple of things that just weren't to my taste, but they're they're done very well. Just weren't quite perhaps what I was into. But on the on a hit rate, it's great. There's a really good hit rate to everything they're going on about in it. Um, I, I've what I'm doing with it, I'm letting a few weeks build up, and then I'm reading it, and then I'm going back a few weeks later and reading it again. But you can read it. I think it's Mondays. I think it comes out, and you can just log in and look at the new the new six stories. And there's always new craters. There's always new strips landing. There's always new stuff going on. It's it's quite something that we we've mentioned in passing a couple of times, but we've never really dug into, have we? No, no. But I'm I'm really glad I did. It's um for someone who's got like four issues of 2000 AD sitting on the table downstairs unread because I just just you know my mojo is not instructing me to read that because it's okay. getting me down a bit. You know this is this seemed quite fresh and quite fun. Um, you can go and subscribe if you go to Aces Weekly dot co dot uk um i'll say it's only a pound a week and 
you know, I think you can jump in and jump out whenever you fancy. So it's pretty good. Just be aware you only get the, from the week you join. So don't go in thinking, oh, I've got this raft of, you know, six yeah. years worth of comics to read. Because that would be ridiculous, wouldn't it? Yeah. People would log in for one week and then they'd log out and they wouldn't pay much. Yeah, so so just be aware of that. But you can, there is a way of going in and buying some of the stories that you perhaps missed. Okay. There's a way you can go in and look at all the creators involved and see what they've, they've done and stuff. It's, it's quite a good little website. Um, but yeah, so Aces Weekly, finally, around to doing that. Yeah, that's my one. Nice. Nice one. Perfect, too. Nice. Good. So there's plenty of stuff, as always, for you lovely people to check out, of course. So um, we hope you enjoyed this week's episode. It was always It's always fun catching up with John. Seeing what's yeah, going yeah. On. yeah um, love John. Like, like I say, we'll have a, a little bit of a catch-up, see how Tony's been. Tony's gone on his travels again, so he's got his packed lunch, etc. <laughs> Look forward to that. And, and his week. Yeah, it's just, a three, it's just a three and three-quarter hour drive. It'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but be sure to join us next week for more comic-based fun and usually probably something completely off-topic because that's normally yeah. how, how it starts. Uh, but if there's anything uh, this week here or that you want us to discuss more or maybe there's some events coming up or charity-based initiatives involving comics, we're all about that. So please let us know. Um, there's several different ways you can do it. Email us, awesomecomicspod at gmail.com. Um, likewise, if you've got like any books or any initiatives, please send them through. Yes. Um, you know, I got I've got to figure out the filters on that bloody email. I know. Every time we go into there's so much crap. Yeah, in there. It's yeah. Really so tough I, to get. I've been going through and trying to just delete everything that's not nonsense. So, so I'm I'm sifting through the coal to find the diamonds, people. So make sure that your diamonds are in there because we want to discover your comics because that's how we discovered Vizzy 8 this week. This week. So, yeah. You know. I'm trying to think if they could put like something starting the subject like yeah. Yeah. that so we know to look for the same thing every time. But... Yeah. 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 Can I just say, so I've missed one of the shout-outs. I didn't realise. I didn't notice on the Slack. Uh, go and follow Ian Ashcroft on uh, Patreon. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, man. He posted yeah. up the, the cover to Keir Wordsmith. The, the next oh. one coming up it's lovely stuff brilliant man so good yeah so go and follow podcast. him on Patreon yeah that is ridiculous yeah. he mentioned stuff on the uh, Patreon about like they're doing an image pitch and I was yeah. like mate don't get down hard about it because you got the fucking talent yeah. yeah he was telling me about that when I saw him yeah that's an interesting story yeah I, I know very little about it but like uh, if Ian is listening mate you're fucking really talented and you're a beast yeah. and we love you yeah and also, and also one of the one of the nice ones. And I'm seeing him on Sunday. It's yeah. not about how hard you can get hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and get back up and all that shit. So, oh, okay. Keep it, going it started ahead. off so poetic, didn't it, Tony? Did you notice he just you just said and all that shit? <laughs> yeah, I, I ain't got it in me to give those kind of speeches anymore. Yes, you have. Dan. He's the Come modern on. Ginsburg. You're, you're, you're the Mr. Motivator of this team. Yeah. Um, I mean, in fact, I'm sure you could get people to follow us on Twitter at the Awesome Pod, what? where we'll be retweeting and talking about comics, and and maybe occasionally posting about some some comic stuff from the from the past, some lists that yes that you'll be fascinated to see what what some of your favorite who influenced some of your favorite artists. Yeah, that's a day. really good chat at the moment that's going on in the Slack. Is I put that list up and said, well, who are your influences? Mm. And it's turned into like there's like loads of replies to it. Yeah, yeah. really good. Yeah. So uh, if you do the Book of Faces, go to facebook.com slash awesomecomicspodcast. Likewise, the community group Awesome Comics Talk. Get involved on there. There's lots of great people on there, as well as, like we just said, the Awesome Comics Podcast Slack group. Lots of channels. It's all about for the love of comics and talking about whether it be creating, selling, marketing, just chit-chat and all kind of stuff. So there's something for everyone on there. Um, And there's something for everyone on this show every week. 
Well, yeah, <laughs> may, 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 maybe not. We we usually put a lot of people off in some way. I'm I'm, I'm sure. We're inclusive for everyone. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyone, anyone can listen. Any, yeah. Everyone should be able to read comics, and anyone should be able to listen to this show because we love you all, no matter where you yeah. are in the world and wherever you listen to this show. We really, we honestly, all jokes. Well, we've got a far really, reach. The uh, people from uh, what do you call it? Uh, Singapore, Indonesian, Indonesia. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. So wherever you heard us, we truly appreciate, it and we love that you're making comics and listening to shows like this. Whether you heard us on the website from the website awesomecomics.podbean.com. If you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, subscribe, like, leave a review. It helps get the word out about the show. It really does make a difference. Um, yeah, come on. We could do with a review. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, come on. Uh, fuck me and everyone in ages. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was about to say we're very needy, and then Dan's like, fucking hell. Uh, and everyone in ages. Come on. Come on. We're needy. Wait, you yeah, know, or, bo- or Boney Desmond will be leaving one. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of other shows would be like, "Oh yes, we really appreciate. We're just, we're just desperate. Our egos need it. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll tell you like it is. We're just, we're just three white guys in dark rooms just <laughs> needing an ego boost. I was quite bright actually. Yeah, mine gets I'm, na- I'm naked. Mine gets darker as the night goes on. That's kind of what happens with the night. Anyway, yeah, when you listen, to it, but he's right, you know. Yeah. yeah, here comes the night. <laughs> yeah, the, the the night is a very dark time for me, Dan. Right, the <laughs> now's a dark time. What's that from? That's, I know that line. That, that's from Blades of Glory. Yeah, all oh, right. Because yeah. he says the night's a very dark time for me. Because it's dark for everyone, you idiot. Yeah. <laughs> um, I need to rewatch. Yeah, I watched Step yeah, Brothers again the other so, day. Oh, Step Brothers, so good. Anyway, before we get onto that, that's an entire different podcast. Um, thank you for listening. Boats and hose. Whether it was on yeah. the. Network, Spotify, Amazon, Stitcher, Podnose, Podknife. What are the networks we on, Tony? We're on Pod. I'd probably do She-Hulk from behind. Fucking hell. Topical. I um, <laughs> <laughs> I love, sometimes when Tony th- says things, there's an audio moment that I think that everyone can visualise, me and Dan stepping back from him. <laughs> so I'm not hating on it. I'm not hating on it. No, no, not at all. You're hating on it. Yeah. yeah, I'm enjoying it. Anyway, right, uh, wherever you listen to us, <laughs> we really, really, really do appreciate it. So, And if you listen to us, then maybe uh, follow us on social media or, or wherever, or, or on the web or wherever you can find us. Uh, Dan, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter at Vanguard Comic, and you can read Vanguard at VanguardComic.com. If you want to see what's coming up with uh, Viper 2, that would be exclusively for patrons only. So forward slash oh. Vanguard Comic on Patreon, and you can... Uh, See how I gear up. I've I've got some uh, people helping me out. Uh, they know who they are in, in helping making making some of the promo materials for this. So it's going to be going to be good. Oh, nice. Okay. Nice. Another little secret he keeps from us, Vince. Yeah. Another so, secret. Yeah. So, so many secrets, but it's always worth yeah. it. The reveal's always worth Se- it. Sexy secrets. Oh, oh God, <laughs> we're that not, stage of the evening. Not that sexy. I'm getting that sexy comic through that I backed. Do you remember the one I found online? Oh, Which one? God, that's gonna be good. The one about that doesn't pin-up, the pinups, the pinups yeah. of the ladies, the space ladies. Uh, send us a link after the show. Is it called? Oh, here we go. What's it called? Asteroid something or others? Oh, I think the, the asteroid belters. That's I think it. They came across that's that one. one all the time. Yeah, right? yeah. Can't remember who did that. And anyway, yeah. but where where can people find your stuff, Tony? Neverinanything.com. There you go. Bang. Um, you can find me on social media at Jester Diablo, and uh, I also do a gaming. Uh, show at the moment called Safe Space. Look for it safe on YouTube. Uh, we're going to have like a not mix. a safe space, so is it? No. Uh, there's lots of horror, 
it's uh, you know even if you don't want to watch it it's a, it's a decent sort of like background i have it on as noise yeah the uh still the title on that is a fucking chef's kiss <laughs> thank, thank you yeah love that satire yeah. yeah yeah um and if you like sci-fi and horror and people just having a laugh and playing some games check that out and uh thank you for checking out the show as always and to john freeman for joining us this week again thank yes, you very much john and uh i guess to you lovely people out there no matter where you are in the world I love love, no matter yeah. what Tony says. He hates love. And I um, I love all of you. Dan, do you love them? That's not true. Most people, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, see, yeah. you have to caveat it, don't you? You yeah. hate love. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Tony, Tony, do you, have yeah. love in, do you have love in your heart? No, I have it in my pants. <laughs> There's that audio pause again. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, see well, that's not true because I'm not wearing any I, I'm going uh, uh, yeah yeah as soon as they made Winnie the Pooh royal like public domain Tony thought finally fucking, they're doing a Winnie the Pooh horror film that's not oh, getting, that's it yeah, that's boring tra- they've done when they did the, the banana splits I thought okay that's it yeah, fair enough yeah. now they're doing a Winnie the Pooh yawn yeah uh, it's only to get people that. talking about it what kind yeah. of people would talk about it Hold on, we've just uh, uh, mentioned it briefly. Oh, God, we've played ourselves. Anyway, thank you for listening, everyone. Have a brilliant week. Read loads of comics, make loads of comics. And from Dan, Tony and myself in Awesome HQ, take care of yourselves. We love you. Even Tony does. And as Uh, always, what should they do, guys? Say awesome. awesome. Oh, Tony, you you were off the gate there, weren't you? I was ready to go. Like a swimmer, ready to jump into the pool. Because I'm sitting here with no pants on. Makes me feel lively. Ready to go. Yeah. Exactly. Speaking of ready to go, I think it's time we we finished. Don't go. Mm-hmm.